Hey, hey, hey. Hello. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. So excited to be here. I've been tuned in for a lot of the day. Bless you. Listening to many people as I can. And I just want to say what an awesome job you're doing. The other speakers, it's just, it's been really inspiring as a day. So thank you for all of the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes to make it happen. Really no, well, no, thank you for the words. And, and um, yeah, it's just, uh, I was saying to Dan, it's just been, it's just been, it's been quite profound, actually, some of the, some of the stories that have been told and uh, yeah, it's just wonderful. It doesn't surprise me because we are surrounded by just incredible human beings. It's a, but it's nonetheless, it still shocks you if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so true. And I have to say as quite a newbie to the community. I've just felt so welcomed. Like I've been here for way longer than I, than I actually have been part of the community and just, yeah, I, I can't fault the support, the, the cheerleading, and just the generosity. So yeah, oh, that's yeah, wonderful. That's a, a wonderful thing to hear. Thank you. That's that's awesome. Now, Nicola, because firstly, I want you to introduce yourself, and um, I want you to introduce introduce yourself in a bit of a deeper way because I know who you are, and um, as you say, you you know new to the community, and and you were first to jump on this. You're like, yes, this is me. I like this. This this sings my song. I want to know why. Um, I, I want to understand a bit more about about you, where you come from, and, and how you got into coaching. Because I think that always tells tells something. We had Sarah Anthony on earlier, which I, I'm sure you're um, connected with already. Um, and inevitably, we're going to be talking about our minds um, off the back of that. But I think it's really important to understand how you got into that line of work. Oh, brilliant! Thank you. I loved listening to Sarah earlier. So great questions. A little bit about me. I think I've been on quite a zigzaggy journey as loads of us do go on. So originally I went to uni, studied sport and exercise science. And so had a background, was really into health promotion, fitness and felt really passionately about it. And at the at the same time, I mean, that's, I guess, an interesting story in itself that I loved singing. I was like, I'm just going to sing. That's what I'm going to do. And my mum and dad, who were just incredible, went, yeah, great, go be a singer. How about you go to uni, you know, at the same time and build up some skills in the background? So I would do pubs and clubs and and kind of be out there self-employed at the weekends. Wow, I did not know that. (laughs) That's extra, extra thing that that people are learning about me today, so this is all good. So it was self-employed in the early days and just – loved that creative side loved the creativity but I kind of look back even to go back further than university I I think I was probably coaching people in school not under that banner not known in that way but if there was something that someone's going I I want to get here and I'm not here yet and I could find a way to have a conversation to support them in getting close to where they wanted to be I would just jump in and do that. And and so I see really early on that aspect, went and did my my degree, my background in sport, worked in fitness. So again, you're kind of, you're coaching people, really passionate about well-being, wellness, people living their best life, people enjoying themselves, feeling good about themselves. And that led into, by a little bit more self-employment, as being a sports lecturer. 
So again, just opportunities that came up and I went, oh, wow, I could make a bit of a difference here if I've got loads of young people in front of me. And so went within this environment, working as a sports lecturer, we had football academy, loads of sports students, loved it, had so much energy initially. And over the years, found that I was losing my inner capacity to have as much energy as I wanted to have in that role. And I think that was, I didn't have coaching at that point or mentoring. And there was a lot, there was a lot that we were doing. There was a lot of pressure. And so at that point, I went, you know what? If I can't do this with all of my energy and all of my enthusiasm, I'm going to look to move and do something else. Maybe this isn't the perfect fit because I, I want to do everything. I'm either all in or I'm not. So I decided right. to, to take a bit of a shift. And I was recognizing in myself that it was stressing me out. So I started to get that awareness and, and a job role that came up and I'm I'm one for kind of synchronicity, intuition, see what comes up. And a job came up in safeguarding. And although I hadn't had a specific safeguarding role, although we were all safeguarders and safeguarding as, as teachers, as lecturers, I saw a role as a safeguarding trainer in the NHS and went, wow, I could get passionate about that because mm. of the experiences of my learners. And so moved over into the NHS, so I'd done four years lecturing and went on to do eight years in safeguarding. And wow. so it was talking about child abuse, adult abuse came later on in my career and also neglect. And I was, I was super passionate about it and could see how I could make a difference. And I was like, if I can, if I can keep teenagers engaged, and I like, I like to think <laughs> I do my very best with that. Well, that's going to be quite an event for some of the NHS staff and some of the PowerPoints they've had in the past. So I went in with all of my energy, all of my enthusiasm and delivered to thousands of staff in the NHS in the area that I worked in, super passionate about it. And as someone who's quite sensitive, which I think showed with my experience in the lecturing, to be in a safeguarding world, I look at it on paper now, oh, wow, to sit in that role, to end up in that role, someone who's quite sensitive, there is a lot that you are taking on in that moment. And so I absolutely loved my time in safeguarding, but became apparent maybe two years in when I was doing lots of work around domestic abuse, child sexual exploitation, when we had a number of cases that were gaining real prominence in the UK. And I would kind of immerse myself in everything to write the training. So I'd have like three weeks of reading all of these reports on exploitation and the experiences of young people. And it was really starting to get to me, as you would expect. Um, at that point, I started to have some really, really good safeguarding supervision and support. And the person doing that was also doing some coaching, some mentoring, and had some really good support in there. And as time went on, I just needed to build up more and more skills for my own resilience. So I was doing things at the same time as my career to keep myself from burning out, to keep myself from the things that I was talking about, absolutely taking over and consuming me because they can, it can be so dark in that world to the point where you yeah. leave the house and everyone you see, you're like, Do, is that something I need to be concerned about? And so was building up these skills with a longer term plan 
to then utilize them because I had been lucky enough to meet some incredible trainers, go on some incredible courses that went, oh, that looks quite interesting and ended up training in a number of different things, something called SITAP, which relates a lot to trauma, anxiety, addiction, led me to then train in hypnosis, went on a weekend course initially, didn't know it involved hypnosis, sat there about half an hour, an hour into the first day. It's like, right, here's how you do it, off you go. The look on my face, like the sheer terror, <laughs> really amusing for, for absolutely everybody. But followed my intuition, did that weekend, then went on to train again. And that was with phenomenal trainer and hypnotist, a guy called Carl Smith, and he talks a lot about trauma. So at the same time as doing all this work in safeguarding, I was learning about the capability and the possibilities of some of these therapeutic methods. And that got me really excited because you see a level of, I guess, the darkness with the safeguarding stuff and we need the awareness, we need the curiosity, we need to spot it. But equally, it's about that positivity and that optimism. And I've always been quite optimistic and positive. It's about that what's, what happens to somebody does not define the rest of their life. And there are incredible people out there doing amazing work. And I am so thankful and so lucky to have a tribe of phenomenal, I call them change workers, people that work with individuals and do this kind of work on a daily basis, changing people's lives where they've been through something that others might see as really horrific um, and they themselves might see it in that way and to work with them so they can move beyond that and absolutely live their best life so i was lucky enough and i'm so grateful for the way that things lined up i was you know build things up in the background so i've got a plan and then you lower your hours and then you you go full steam ahead with the other the other work and there was actually a restructuring at work and i was made redundant and I'm so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Idea yeah. way out. Apparently, really rare in the NHS. A few people are like, this never happened. Uh, yeah, you've done and well. Then, they, must have, they must have really not liked you. Oh, yeah. Height of a pandemic. <laughs> get, get rid of someone who does this stuff. So I just, you know, I love how the stars lined universe if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. It gave me an opportunity to really do what I wanted to do. And I think I'm in line with that. And really interestingly, my team, when they were doing the restructuring, we'd had conversations about my resilience and that I was looking to move out. So it wouldn't have been a sensible plan to factor me in because I wasn't an NHS board. I didn't have a, a nursing background to replace me like for like. Can we find another yeah. sports lecturer from <laughs> elsewhere in the world? You know, it was, it was going to be tricky to find someone to do that role. And so it was, it was perfect for them, worked really well for me. And I got the, you know, kick up the bum that I needed to use all these skills that are incredible and change lives that I'd been doing. You know, when people were asking me, I was doing bits in the background, building the work up, but not out there, not telling everyone that I did it. People close to me knew, but yeah. I was kind of, you know, hidden, hidden with what I was doing. And so I trained as a, as a coach in my last year of NHS employment. And that really brought all the things together that I'd done. And so when the redundancy came, I was like, love the work of heart math. So that's for people that are listening, it's heart, H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-H. They do phenomenal work oh, around man. wellness, around self-regulation. 
emotional regulation and it's just incredible and I've known about them for years so I took the opportunity to become one of their team of coaches I also invested heavily in myself I took some time out I decided that I was going to do some coaching met a heart math coach on the course who was working with another company and did a year of really intensive coaching to work on some of the things that have come up today in a critic in a saboteur all the reasons that maybe I hadn't gone out and done this stuff sooner. So I spent that time doing that work on myself, feeling better than I ever had before, having significant breakthroughs, and now also work with the company that I did that year-long mind mentoring with. And we call it mind mentoring because it's slightly more directive. I do do some coaching where we've got the questions and the listening, but also I think there is a place sometimes for mentoring and facilitation where you're bringing in these new ideas and supporting people to put those into practice. So that's kind of the really, the long version of how I got to where, where I am now. I'm just sure. so excited to, to be doing it. It lights me up on the inside. Yeah. And, and you can, you can tell, I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah, you've had such exposure to have a, a, a great, deep empathy with humans with other people from all of that experience right so which is wonderful because in what you do it's essential that you have that because you know you're talking about people's lives and and the work that that kind of work that you're delivering you need to have that understanding the importance of what you say and what you do because yeah there's a lot of well you know my i told you about my coach spiracy uh plans uh, at some point um, it's really important that we champion people like yourself that have lived experience who can add so much value to the economy um, in the way that you're delivering that that kind of work. Thank and you. it's interesting. It's interesting that you talk about the and, and that differentiated with the mentoring and the coaching, which we we covered off this morning a little bit. <clears throat> Do you? Is that a natural switch, or is that a conversation before you engage with someone? Is that? Do, do they have? Do they make that choice, or do you kind of? realize it and make that switch i think it's, it's a very individualized conversation and when i'm working with anyone i will have a call initially you know where are you now where do you want to be and we'll have that discussion and i'll be honest about which of the things that i do do i think is going to give you the most value and the biggest transformation and for me i think that that often sits on the on the kind of the mentoring or kind of facilitation side and there's absolutely a role for coaching i'm such a champion for it yeah what i love is where you bring tools and techniques in that people can use and you do do that as a coach absolutely i love the the element of i mean i'm a trainer by background so i love the teaching training yeah. element as well as as the other the other side of it because someone's coming to you possibly having done other things having read tons of books you know i've worked with people that have been doing what i do way longer than I've been doing it and and so it's about okay what do we need to bring in here what do we need to put in place that's going to support and also with some of the things that I do for example some of the heart math work some of the quality mind coaching that I do which is essentially the mind mentoring we've got a structure that's really powerful and gives incredible results and so with the coaching we're not following a structure in such a set way if if that makes sense, so it's following a program in 
in what yeah, you that gives that that gives that result. But I know there are there are coaches and mentors who could who could wax lyrical on the differences. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, in a much know, more it's... eloquent way that I have. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everyone's got their own way of delivering things, and that's the beauty of business, isn't it? That's that is the beauty of it. So interesting. So your your relationship then with mental health during all of this, you've been through and seen. I think I, I I relate to the conversation again with Danny Bridge earlier, or some of the conversation we're having earlier around when you're exposed to that much in terms of when, especially in the stuff you're doing around safeguarding. How do you maintain a, a positive, a positive mental fitness, a positive, positive mental state? Well, sort of, a bit like Justin. I asked Justin to kind of disclose some of his habits. I'm always really interested because people like yourself, clearly very driven, um, you know, clearly very self-conscious in the way that you, you know, you put yourself out there. You're very confident. You come across this way, and that's not an accident. You know, that's not an accident. You've done that. You've, you've taught yourself how to be that way. So just interested in, in some of the behind the scenes more tactically, how do you maintain that, that mindset? Oh, that's such a good question. And I could talk to you for hours about the, <laughs> the different things that I, that I do. And I'm sure maybe will at some point, add, Absolutely, add yeah. the different tools that, that I use. I know I spoke to your team about some of them. And I think there's a number of things. And the first thing that I, think is is possibly going to be helpful for people to put out there and I had this conversation so I was working as a mindfulness teacher and you hit a point where actually it's really difficult and I remember going on some some training some external training and and it was to do with resilience and safeguarding professionals and I came out of that going I'm so close to burnout and you've taught me to see the signs in everyone around me (laughs) And that was really quite profound. And I came came out of that and went, but what I haven't got is the simple tools and the tricks. I know how to flag it up. I know how to refer people to the right services. However, what are people doing in the moment? And I think some of the conversation earlier about when people are in crisis, they're really struggling. They're not hitting the level of threshold for support, but they need support in that moment. And so it's about what's there and what's what's available. So I recognized at times that I was there and struggling. And I remember talking to another another person delivering similar training. And I was like, I can't lose it. I'm the mindfulness teacher. <laughs> what does that say? And this yeah. whole added level of pressure when people are doing this work to feel like you can't have that moment. And actually, actually it's about owning that. And knowing when those times are coming, when you need to take a step back. And the first thing for me is awareness. I think if we can become aware how we feel, it's huge. And I love the mindfulness for that. And and that's taught me so much. Now, how do you feel in this moment? How do you feel an hour later? How do you feel compared to how you are wanting to feel? And what can we do to close the gap between the two? What's your intention for the day? And so I think awareness is really, really key. Something else that I found really profound and and powerful relates to what you said earlier about empathy is the difference between empathy and compassion. And I heard Ruby Wax talk about this and double checking her, but it's her How to to Be Human book. And she was talking with her, her team that she wrote the book with um, and I can't remember whether it was her neuroscientist friend or her monk friend that mentioned this but when we talk about empathy 
it mimics physical pain in the brain. And so empathy in and of itself can actually be quite damaging psychologically, physiology. Mm. If we switch to a state of compassion, it is having a level of, of understanding. However, and I, I think analogy is probably going to say this better. So if you're, if you're in the river and you're drowning, do I jump in the river with you and go, okay, I'm experiencing the drowning with you. That would be the empathy. I'm feeling what you're feeling. Or actually, do I stand on the side, chuck in a life raft and go, I can, I can see that you're struggling. I'm from my position here. I'm going to offer a level of support that if I jump in with you, I can't offer to you. Mm, that's interesting it's that's a really powerful distinction for me i'm definitely one to jump in i carry <laughs> i'm definitely not you know i'm just like yeah i'm, I'm I, let's let's do this together I'm, I'm i'm terrible for that and it drains me yeah and, and that's that's the key thing is draining you because it's having an impact on you psychologically and physiologically and so if we can come at things from a place of compassion we're going to have a different outcome and the other thing that I would say, and again, drawing on, on my mindfulness um, experiences and, and teaching there, when we think about compassion is acceptance. And in the safeguarding world, and I had a lot of very interesting discussions, as you can imagine, with people in training around acceptance, because often what we think is that's not OK. What has happened is not OK. And if you sit in that space of it's not okay, you, well, you're in the past. You can't change the past. We can't, you know, yet. <laughs> as no, far no. as we're aware. <laughs> but like our power is absolutely in the present moment. So when we are accepting of that's what's happened, where am I now? How do I move forwards with this? Is powerful. And that's where living in the moment's really powerful. So I think there are a couple of things. Something else that I would say is emotional self-regulation. And this is this is where I think of the work of heart math, because how we feel matters on so many levels. And and I I love the science that the heart math Institute do. There's a lot of science to back up what they talk about. And we know that our, our heart rhythms are really, really important when we start to think of emotional regulation. And if you are in a state of stress if you are frustrated angry if you're experiencing emotions that are not positive or neutral even we get a cascade of biochemicals throughout the body so how you are thinking how you are feeling impacts your entire body and what we know and i find this so fascinating is that we don't have as much access to our intelligence. Our blood flow is shifting away from our brain. If you wanna be smart, if you want access to all of your intelligence, it's about ensuring that we are self-regulating and that includes our emotions. And there are tools and techniques that we can use in order to self-regulate because we can switch this, this works both ways. If we're experiencing neutral or positive emotions, we're gonna increase the blood flow to our brain. We're going to increase the capacity of our body to do all of the things that we want it to do. Resting, digesting, feeling great. And so there's a really interesting balance here. And we can use biofeedback to actually look at our heart rhythm and see what's going on. And so for me, that gives us the piece of the puzzle why this matters so much. Because I think sometimes we can we can hear people saying how important it is to have that positive mindset and feel really good. 
and you know i wholeheartedly agree with justin it's a daily job and yeah. an hourly job that we're constantly having that conversation with ourselves and we're having that intention and we're dictating how we set out our day and our year and our month and how it's going to be and that's that's really really important and if we have these tools to self-regulate these tools to switch from a state of stress worry concern to a state of even neutrality. I mean, sleep can be great. If you're really stressed out, sleep will reset you. And so I know yeah. that's often hard to come by when people are really, really stressed. But that's a technique. And meditation is another thing that I love. Huge benefits with mm. meditation. So I think it, I get really excited about the science that's there, the science that's coming out, what's going to come out in the future. But there are tools and techniques that people can use to shift. and can be brilliant where people are are unwell where they've got disease in some part of their body being in a state and we we call it within heart math coherence being in that state where we've got our biochemistry working to our advantage is going to support in recovery and so it's just so so powerful for absolutely anybody to be doing this and i think it relates to your chat earlier around work work life blend and I think yeah. that's an interesting one, because when you do what you love, you know, work may feel slightly different. But I think if you can find ways to recharge your battery consistently, be aware of what's draining your battery. If you can decrease battery drain, you're going to have more energy. You're going to decrease the risk of some of those negative outcomes. And, yeah. and also, I'm sure Justin mentioned flow earlier as well. We're 500 times more productive. I found this out in the last week when in flow up to yeah. 500 times more productive so it is worth going out for that walk it is worth taking the time out to reset because you can do those tasks to a higher level in a shorter time frame which is just incredible so i think this area for me is so exciting and so so powerful and i think so needed love that so uh, i and I'll, and I'll wrap it up on this because i think I sign everything you've just said, said there off with the same as I said after Justin and kind of given his his advice or his his kind of thoughts on this, whatever works for you. What, what we're hearing here is loads of options, which is really inspiring and and should be, you know, something everyone listens to and goes, you know what, instead of thinking you've got to do all of that, you don't need to do all of that, but know that you have options. You have so many options, infinite options, of ways that you can you know, maintain that mindset or, or pull yourselves out of ruts or whatever those the, the situation is. You, it's about filling your toolbox with options. And, and you know, uh, Nicola, thank you so much for sharing all of that because that's exactly what you've just done. You've just filled us with knowledge and shared so much knowledge off the back of that. It's wonderful. Thank you. I so appreciate the opportunity to come and come and talk to everybody and. Um, if I might, I've got a technique that everyone can do whilst watching yeah. the three-minute ad break, which I think is a really powerful one. And this comes from from Sitap, from a fantastic, innovative creator called Kevin Lay. And this is a brilliant technique you can use that will stimulate the release of oxytocin. So if you're feeling stressed out, worried at all, you can absolutely do this. So I, what I would just love is for absolutely everyone just to take a couple of minutes, and I want you just to take two fingers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let, me, let, me, let me solo you first. One second. Okay. There you okay. go. 
Thank you. So all you need to do is just with two fingers, you're just going to draw a figure of eight or a lemon escape on your forehead. And you're going to do that 20 times and you can close your eyes and just enjoy that feeling and that moment. And what this is going to do is going to stimulate the release of some of those positive hormones, going to get you feeling really good and just give you a moment. And while you're doing it, you can pay attention to how your fingertips feel on your forehead. Pay attention to that touch, just to being in the moment and enjoying that feeling. So just continue to do that. You can also do it the other way if you'd rather do it with your figure of eight or your lemnus gate upwards, that, that also absolutely works. I know a couple of GPs that do that between patients, works really well before an appointment. If you're doing a talk or something like that, it's a brilliant technique you can use. So that's a lemnus gate exercise there that anyone can do in, in any moment. And I just, I love to share tips like that because I, you know, I adore it. And these are the ones that I draw on. These are the things that I've, that I've learned. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Nicola. One for joining this community. You've joined at a right time for you and us, I believe. Um, and it's wonderful to see you just, you know, get involved in everything and, and be so supportive in the way you do so. Can I ask you quickly before we go and get my next guest, um, your one thing that you're really excited about 2022 for. Thank you. So I just want to say firstly, absolute privilege to be here, to be part of the community. Super grateful to you all. So thank you. Like my absolute pleasure to be here. I'm excited about working with my existing clients, new clients coming on board, working with different corporations, doing corporate work. I'm just so excited about, you can tell how excited I get talking about this. <laughs> and just doing more of this and seeing the shift and the change and the transformation because it lights me up. So it's my privilege to do that work. So I'm just nice. excited to be doing it. So thank and you. I, and keep up the awesome work you are doing an incredible job. And it's just amazing. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much.